Welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dori DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and businesswomen, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business, and in life, and I am so thrilled to be bringing today's guest onto our show. Crow Johnson Evans, also known as Auntie Crow, loves creating songs, weavings, yarns, painting, stories, and nests for others to explore their creativity. At 78 years old, she's retired from years on the road as a performing songwriter, her music is still being aired here and there. Crowspun, her business, does interviews with authors, artists, and musicians, friends met across the years with their own amazing stories. Crowspun tells the story behind some of her songs and theirs. She believes it's never too late to explore and experience the adventures of learning about new skills, ideas, and people. And I'm thrilled that we're going to be sharing three of the over 54 songs that Crow has written. So with all that being said, Crow, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Thank you so much. This is great. I really appreciate being on. Oh, I, it, I'm thrilled. And I would love for you to take us a little bit on your journey, where you live and how you've gotten involved in all of the amazing things that you are doing. Well, I've lived in a lot of places. I was born in New York raised in Texas mostly, and have traveled all over. <laughs> and the um, I've just been fortunate to run into the best people, the most amazing creative people from the time I was a little kid. How fun is that? You're in northwest Arkansas now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I live in northwest Arkansas. I've been here since the 70s and live out in the woods, which I dearly love. And uh, there's something about nature that grounds you. <laughs> oh, I agree. So I have so, to ask, how for you as an artist, digital distribution reopened you to new people and new channels? It's amazing because I, I, I quit performing um, mm, a while back, <laughs> like over 10 years ago. And I thought, well, that's that. If you're not standing in front of people or on a concert or doing something, that, that's, that was it. But I'm discovering now that there's a taste for older folk music now. And what I did was kind of leading edge. It was a little too wild for folk at the time. And so it's really fun to find new people that are enjoying it. It has to be. You know, and again, because of the digital age of being able to be on Spotify and iTunes and all of these different platforms, it's giving people the opportunity to get to hear your music. And as you said, it was a little more cutting edge than most people were used to 
for bluegrass and folk music, but it's fabulous. I want to introduce our audience to one of your songs, Ring of Stones. Why don't you set it up for us a little bit before we listen to it? There's a marvelous folk festival that happens in the Texas Hill Country every year, Kerrville Folk Festival. And it started in the late 70s. I've been going there on and off ever since. And the nice thing about it is the stage performances were fabulous. But at the same time, in the campground, you could go to any campfire, and back when campfires made sense, um, and they would, you could hear original work by other people. And it was a, a suddenly a listening audience in a very natural setting. And so this song was about that experience. Well, I want everybody to hear Ring of Stones. That's one night 
uh, inside every old person is all the ages you've ever been. And and it's that's part of the glory of actually getting to be older is because you have this accumulated experience and you have the emotions and the memories from all those different years. And uh, I'm loving it. It's amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It really, truly is. So I have to ask, with all of the recordings that you have done, you've had five albums and now 54 songs. You're on Bandcamp, correct? Correct. How fun was that for you? Free. Oh, it is so much fun because I can say you don't have to buy it to listen to it. You can go to Bandcamp and listen to every song I've ever recorded. And if you want to buy it, it's really cheap, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's just opened up a lot. And I've found people who were aware of some of my music because other artists had recorded the songs who are finding me now, which is, you know, 40, 50 years later. <laughs> and how, that's, see, that's the timelessness of music. Yeah. It really, you know, it's amazing to me. And it's going to lead us into seagulls. Oh, good. I would love for you to share Seagull and how that song came about. I was, I like many people, I had a first marriage, and um, we were together because of music and, and how much we both were passionate about the music. We didn't realize we weren't as passionate about each other as we were about the music. That, this happens. And part of our plan was we would go off separately and do woodshed, and you'd um, work on your music in solitude and then come back together. Well, PJ Johnson, or Paul Johnson, was my husband's name, and he went to Morocco and spent a couple of months in Morocco woodshedding, and this is one of the songs that he came up with. When he came back, we got back together in England. We um, worked up the arrangement, and so that's the background of the song. Well, let's listen to Seagull, everyone.
again, I told you I had this songs on a loop. I just kept listening to them. I love this song. For you, what is it like after all these years to know that you are still reaching people that weren't even born when you first did this song? I know. It's exciting. (laughs) At one point, I had a marvelous side musician who traveled with me. And I'd say, now, I wrote this song back in yada, yada. And she'd mumble, I wasn't born yet. Fabulous side musician, by the way. <laughs> a, main, a main person. But yeah, it's, I don't, I suffer from not having a good sense of, of, did, of linear time. I'm so intrigued by the present tense and by taking it all in that I'm, I, I can't tell you what I was doing five years ago. You know, I, I could go back and figure it out, but it, the present tense is much too important to me. And the marvelous part of that is that you are still part of the present tense because of all of these new digital platforms and everything else. There's no such thing as, oh, yeah, that was from a long time ago. No, it's from right now. And I'm I'm only learning now in the last year about all the digital platforms. I had no idea. So it's Luddite here but it's exciting it's very exciting and it's exciting because you don't have to have a major record company behind you to get your music out the way it used to be was of course you you had to have people willing to invest lots of time and lots of money in you before you made any noise anywhere publicly we share indie artists all the time nikki chris has been on our show, hosted some shows here, and now has gone off on her own, started, you know, just kind of got our feet wet and said, you know what, I'm going to go out and continue doing it. And we love it. It's so much fun because it's true. You no longer have to have that big label behind you. And it has given artists such an opportunity to -hmm. just grow with their music. What I've also loved doing is interviewing people who are, maybe out my age or close to my age who had big hits years ago and doing interviews with them now because they too have thought, well, you know, that was, that was 20 years ago or something like that. But the, I love to keep the story going. So people realize this is a continuous, this is continuous. It isn't, there wasn't a beginning and an end of, of this kind of music. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. Say thank you to our sponsors. And we'll be back in just a moment here on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. We all know a survivor. Some of our friends and family have made it through difficult times. Some of us don't make it. Losing a loved one to cancer, a car accident, or any other unfortunate event can be crippling and unavoidable. But one of the hardest subjects to talk about is suicide. Too often, our youth decide that leaving this place is easier than facing the struggle forced upon them every day. More than one in four children go through some form of bullying or another. Most of us survive with scars, but for some... The inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me, and it starts with you. 
This is Kelly Carius from No Such Thing as a Bully, reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call 403-447-4404 or go to nosuchthingasabully.com. Don't let the name fool you. Stadiumbags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Crow Johnson Evans, and I am just loving this conversation. It's so fascinating. You have such an amazing history and such an amazing story. I have to ask you, what is the writer's colony at Dairy Hollow? This, I'll give you a little background story. when I was four years old, my father was a composer and pianist and jazz musician, and he was in Woodstock, New York. So for that year, my folks got together, and I had the, the joy of being around adults who treated a four-year-old as if I were a complete human being. It was wonderful. They would talk to me about art. They'd talk to me about sculpture. They'd, they'd show music and and. I decided that writers' colonies and art colonies were just the best thing in the world, of course, because of that. There was no art uh, art colony in Arkansas for a long time. And in 1998, I think, pretty sure that's right, <laughs> they, uh, friends of mine who had a bed and breakfast decided that they were going to turn it into an, um, an art colony. The, and the bed and breakfast was... Uh, at Dairy Hollow. So it's the Writer's Colony at Dairy Hollow. And it's still going. It's been going over 20 years now, which is thrilling. How exciting. You know, it's it's amazing how people just will do something like that. Realize, you know what, there's nothing here. Let's make it, let's, let's turn our place into that. And what a, a wonderful thing that has to be to have that coming together of creative talent like that. I, it just has to be fascinating. Yeah, I think I think it's wonderful. I've I've spent one session there where I finished some short stories for a book way back, and it was the the idea that you could absolutely focus and not worry about anything like laundry or you know what I mean or the phone ringing or you know you just completely lose yourself in your work. If you choose, if you choose to go be social, you can do that. But for me, it was helping me zoom in on and focus on the things that were were really important to me and that I was trying to accomplish. So uninterrupted time is a joy. I can only imagine. (laughs) I've, I've never been to a writer's colony. I've been on just wellness retreats and things like that, just where you get to commune with nature and just take that time to just relax. But it's got to be such a energy surge when you're at a writer's colony like that, just to, you know, have all of that happen together. So 
I'm going to move to crow spun a little bit okay. and find out when did you start spinning and dyeing and weaving and drawing <laughs> and painting and, you know, all of the other things that you managed to do now. When I was, when I was uh, basically living on the road and, and living mostly on the road, I tried to divide my time between touring, at-home writing, uh, working on a newsletter for other singer-songwriters, and it there was not much time to do a zillion other things. Being a woman touring folk musician starting in 62 was pretty tricky <laughs> and very consuming, and I loved every minute of it. But once I stopped touring, then it was like, well, I always thought I might like this, and I always thought I might like that, and what about, you know, and so I just kind of exploded into all these other areas and discovered they're all the same expression, which I never knew. It's each one, textures are, how can I put this? The creative process can have a million voices. So it can be in a garment that someone wraps around them. It can be in a song that touches somebody particularly. Or it can, it can be in a painting that you look at it and you go, oh, I, I feel something there. And so I'm just having a blast learning about all the other ways that people can be expressive. I have to say, in looking at your, your artwork, your drawings and your paintings, they're wonderful. They really are. I like the colors that you pick. I like the subjects. I love your portraits. But it's just the colors behind them, the hues. You know, mm -hmm. it, you have such an interesting eye. But you can hear it from your music. So it, it really just kind of makes sense that it all kind of blossomed together. And I'm going to lead us into the last song we're going to share, which is oh, See You Soon. Tell us a little about it. This was also one that my first husband wrote while we were on woodshedding adventures. And um, I loved arranging this with him. We rehearsed to the point of insanity. <laughs> <laughs> if we couldn't sing it 10 times in a row without making a mistake, we didn't know it. And we were in London at the time when people were modifying their consciousness with chemicals and things and going into a studio and running tape so fresh cream had over 200 hours of studio time for one of their albums that got edited down so we were just the opposite we went in and in one hour we would have a song recorded and um we wanted the performances to be that snappy so this is one that for two people and two voices you know, it was it was just really exciting to put together. Well, let's enjoy. See you soon. Well, it seems I've been about everywhere. I've been out of my mind for maybe a year or more. See the condition of my driving things, but look at them make me sore. And it certainly is awful lonesome without you hanging round my door. 
people you have a second marriage yes what has that been like for you well it's the real marriage <laughs> but I mean we were both very young and we we helped each other grow in the first marriage and you know they they just they're, they're novels about that kind of stuff but uh when I turned 40 i after having been single for you know 10 years or so thinking that I had missed any opportunity to find Mr. Wonderful, and I would just go on and do what I loved. I met my true love. <laughs> and so we we were each other's midlife crisis, and it's just been wonderful. <laughs> it's just fabulous. He's uh, involved in nature. He hybridizes lilies. He's a gardener. Right now, he's in Australia bird watching, and we we just we just enjoy each other so much. That's a wonderful thing. I love hearing that. I really do. And especially that you share the love of nature and things like that. But I love secure people that he's in Australia and you're home. Yeah. Because you have very often people wind up together and then they think their lives are just always supposed to be enmeshed in each other and don't have that ability to be apart. No matter how close you are, you're still responsible for your own happiness. And a lot of times, I think couples look to the other person to to fill what they imagine they're missing. And you know what? 
puts a tremendous amount of pressure on a relationship because <laughs> it's true. You know, happiness comes from you. The only thing somebody else can do is share that joy, make that joy even more joy filled yeah. because of their joy, but they can't be responsible and, and neither can you no. because it does. It just puts so much on what has to be. There is no has to be. It just is, you know, it's just kind of enjoying. So, I have to ask, because I've been sharing your name, Crow Johnson Evans, which I think is a really cool name. Is that your real name? It's my legal name. I was born with a different name. Um, Me too. <laughs> I, I, I selected, I chose um, Crow because my grandfather's, whose last name was Crocheron, was called Crow by all of his cronies. <laughs> and uh, he was sort of the one constant adult in my life when I was growing up early mom bless her heart fabulous woman amazing strange never should have been a mother (laughs) she just was not cut out for it so I got to be around tons of wonderful wonderful loving caring people and my grandfather and grandmother were were two that that made a big difference until I was about eight and that, that those are pretty strong years when you're developing your your sense of what's right and wrong and what's mm-hmm. appropriate in the world. And Johnson, of course, was from my first marriage, and Evans is from my real marriage. And um, it sounds like a law firm. <laughs> <laughs> if you research Crow Johnson, you'll find all my stuff. You don't have to add the Evans because the Evans has only been for like the last almost 40 years so yeah <laughs> not long drop in the bucket yeah drop in the bucket yeah I just crow as we are wrapping this conversation up and I'm so sorry that we are because I would love for it to just continue and continue what would you like to leave our listeners with and how may they reach out to you well the website which is crow spun like the word spinning.com is, is how to get in touch. You can listen to any of the music on, on Bandcamp. And, of course, I also have a store. And I'm trying to do a weekly blog now that will be in everything from interviewing authors to musicians to giving the history of some of my songs. Just anybody that is, is alive and fascinating. <laughs> I, I track them down and say, will you do an interview with me? So we've been doing the mainly written, but it's, I would like to say that too often people feel that their lives are ending when they go through different phases. Oh, you're over 30 now. Oh, you're, you've retired. There are things I believe, I don't, I don't have any scientific basis for this, but there are things that come to fruition in us at different points in our lives. And some of the things that I'm doing now, I could not have done 30 years ago, but it takes the living to get you to the point where those blossoms open up. Right on. Crow, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us. Thank you for sharing your music and your journey and just your amazing spirit because it's infectious. It really, truly is. I just thank you so much for being here with us. And for all of you tuning in, thanks so much for spending time with us. We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo 
saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure, she is sure, she is strong, she is strong.